0: ACIM.net, where if you mouse over the link at the top menu for online edition, you will see the link to read oe. Also on that top uh, menu bar, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're starting a new chapter, Chapter 27, The Body in the Dream. Uh, We work through Section 1, the introduction, and Section 2, the picture of the crucifixion. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, which is today is lesson 285, My Holiness Shines Bright and Clear Today. And that will be led, as it so often is, today again by Fran. Thank you, Fran. Ah, here's one of my favorite parts. Uh, Laurie, do you have... uh, a noetic, one of your wonderful noetic openings for the call this morning.
1: Thank you, and I'm just so happy to share it. It's from Richard Rohr, whose uh, recent work, The Universal Christ, is um, such a worthy work. And here's the little piece I found. Every time you're tempted to hate yourself, just think, who am I? The answer will be I am hidden with Christ in God in every part of my life. In Christ, I am bearing the very glory of God and even shining in the divine nature. I am a living paradox of divine and human, just as Jesus is. Jesus fully accepted, enjoyed, and drew upon that identity. It seems that. God insists on looking at what is good in me what is God in me and of course always finds it entirely lovable God fixes God's gaze gaze intently where I refuse and fear to look on my shared divine nature as God's beloved child and one day my gaze meets God's gaze at those times, I will find God fully lovable and myself fully lovable at the same time because it is the same gaze, but they've become one and look out at life together. Oh boy, my holiness shines bright and clear today. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right. Thank you.
2: Right. Thank you, Lori.
3: Thank you, Lori. It's beautiful.
1: Thank you, guys. It <laughs> was a great find. Thanks. All
0: right. Thanks, Laurie. And. Let me go through our reading list this morning. With us in reading, I have uh, Jennifer, Jessica, oh, excuse me, Lori. (laughs) Lori, Jennifer, Jessica, Fran, Lana, and Robin Marie. And with us in listening, I have Reverend Regia and Judy. Uh, and is there anyone else who's joined the call who would like to either uh, join the reading list or say good morning and let us know you're here?
4: Morning. It's Sandra. I can read.
0: Great. Thanks, Sandra. All right. Um go ahead and get us started here in chapter 27, The Body of the Dream, with the introduction. The wish to be unfairly treated is a compromise attempt that would combine attack and innocence. Who can combine the wholly incompatible and make a unity of what can never join. Walk you the gentle way and you will fear no evil and no shadows in the night. But place no terror symbols on your path or you will weave a crown of thorns from which your brother and yourself will not escape. You cannot crucify yourself alone. And if you are unfairly treated, he must suffer all the unfairness that you see. You cannot sacrifice yourself alone, for sacrifice is total. If it could occur at all, it would entail the whole of God's creation and the Father with the sacrifice of his beloved Son. And, Laurie.
1: okay chapter 27 body and the dream section 1 introduction the wish to be unfairly treated is a compromise attempt that would combine attack and innocence who can combine the holy incompatible and make a unity of what can never join walk you the gentle way and you will fear no evil and no shadows in the night but place no terror symbols on your path, or you will weave a crown of thorns from which your brother and yourself will not escape. You cannot crucify yourself alone. And if you are unfairly treated, you must suffer the unfairness that you see. You cannot sacrifice yourself alone, for sacrifice is total. If it could occur at all it would entail the whole of God's creation and the father with the sacrifice of his beloved son in your release from sacrifice is his made manifest and shown to be his own but every pain you suffer do you see as proof that he is guilty of attack thus would you make yourself to be the sign That he has lost his innocence and need but look on you to realize that he has been condemned and what to you has been unfair will come to him in righteousness the unjust vengeance that you suffer now belongs to him and when it rests on him are you set free wish not to make yourself a living symbol of his guilt for you will not escape the death you made for him but in his innocence, you will find
0: your own. Thank you, Lori. And Jennifer, would you read two and then scroll into section two?
3: Sure. All right. Number two, in your release from sacrifice, is his made manifest and shown to be his own. But every pain you suffer, do you see as proof that he is guilty of attack. Thus would you make yourself to be the sign that he has lost his innocence, and need but look on you to realize that he has been condemned. And what to you has been unfair will come to him in righteousness. The unjust vengeance that you suffer now belongs to him, and when it rests on him, are you set free. Wish not to make yourself a living symbol of his guilt, for you will not escape the death you made for him, but in his innocence, you find your own. Okay. Hmm. Chapter, oh, okay, same chapter, (laughs) number two, The Picture of the Crucifixion, three. Whenever you consent to suffer pain, to be deprived, unfairly treated, or in need of anything, you but accuse your brother of attack upon God's son. You hold a picture of your crucifixion before his eyes, that he may see his sins are right in heaven in your blood and death and go before him, closing off the gate and damning him to hell. Yet this is uh, right in hell and not in heaven. Where you are beyond attack, improve his innocence. The picture of yourself you offer him You show yourself and to give it all your faith. The Holy Spirit offers you to give to him a picture of yourself in which there is no pain and no reproach at all. And what was martyred to his guilt becomes the perfect witness to his innocence.
0: Thank you, Jennifer and Jessica.
5: Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream, Part 2, The Picture of the Crucifixion. Whenever you consent to suffer pain, to be deprived, unfairly treated, or in need of anything, you but accuse your brother of attack upon God's Son. You hold a picture of of your crucifixion before his eyes that he may see his sins are writ in heaven in your blood and death and go before him, closing off the gate and damning him to hell. Yet this is writ in hell and not in heaven, where you are beyond attack and prove his innocence. The picture of yourself you offer him you show yourself and give it all your faith. The Holy Spirit offers you to give him a picture of yourself in which there is no pain and no reproach at all. And what was martyred to his guilt becomes the perfect witness to his innocence. The power of witness is beyond belief because it brings conviction in its wake. The witness is believed because he points beyond himself to what he represents. A sick and suffering you, a sick and suffering you, but represents your brother's guilt. The witness which you send, lest he forget the injuries he gave from which you swear he never will escape. This sick and sorry picture you accept, if only it can serve to punish him. The sick are merciless to everyone, and in contagion do they seek to kill. Death seems an easy price if they can say, quote, behold me, brother, at your hand I die unquote. For sickness <clears throat> is the witness who his guilt and death would prove his errors must
0: be sins. Thank you, Jessica. And Fran. Four. The power
1: of witness is beyond belief because it brings conviction in its wake. The witness, excuse me. <clears throat> the witnesses believe because he points beyond himself to what he represents—a sick and suffering you, but represents your brother's guilt. The witness which you send, lest he forgot, forget the injuries he gave, from which you swear he never will escape. This sick and sorry picture you accept, if only it can serve to punish him. The sick are merciless to everyone, and in contagion do they seem to seek to kill. Death seems an easy price if they can say, quote, "Behold me, brother, at your hand I die." Unquote. For sickness is the witness to his guilt, and death would prove his arrows must be sins. Five, sickness is but a quote, unquote, little death, a form of vengeance not yet total. <clears throat> sorry it's <clears throat> I'm sorry Yet it, it speaks with certainty for what it represents the bleak and bitter picture you have sent your brother you have looked upon in grief and everything that it has shown to him have you believed because it witnessed to the guilt in him which you perceived and loved now in the hands made gentle by his touch The Holy Spirit lays a picture of a different you. It is a picture of a body still, for what you really are cannot be seen nor pictured. Yet this one has not been used for purpose of attack and therefore never suffered pain at all. It witnesses to the eternal truth that you cannot be hurt and points beyond itself to both your innocence and his.
0: Thank you, Brian. And Judy, or excuse me, Lana. <laughs> okay.
6: Five. Thickness is but a, "quote" quote, little death, a form of vengeance not yet total. Yet it speaks with certainty. <clears throat> excuse me yet it speaks with certainty for what it represents. The bleak and bitter picture you have sent your brother, you have looked upon in grief, and everything that it has shown to him, have you believed because it witnessed to the guilt in him which you perceive and love. Now in the hands made gentle by his touch, The Holy Spirit lays a picture of a different you. It is a picture of a body still, for what you really are cannot be seen nor pictured. Yet this one has not been used for purpose of attack, and therefore never suffered pain at all. It witnesses to the eternal truth that you cannot be hurt and points beyond itself to both your innocence and his. Six, show this unto your brother. You will see that every scar is healed and every tear is wiped away in laughter and in love. And he will look on his forgiveness there and with healed eyes will look beyond it to the innocence that he beholds in you. Here is the proof that he has never sinned, that nothing which his madness did him do was ever done or ever had effects of any kind, that no reproach he laid upon his heart was ever justified, and no attack can ever touch him with the poisoned and relentless sting of fear. Attest his innocence and not his guilt. Your healing is his comfort and his health because it proves illusions are not true.
0: Thank you, Lana. I apologize for a little struggle with phone this morning. And Robin Marie.
5: Hi, I'm going to go up to a little bit in five for to start off. Now, in the hands made gentle by his touch, the Holy Spirit lays a, dif- lays a picture of a different you. 6. Show this unto your brother, who will see that every scar is healed, and every tear is wiped away, in laughter and in love. And he will look on his forgiveness there, and with healed eyes will look beyond it, to the innocence that he beholds in you. Here is the proof that he has never sinned, that nothing which his madness bid him do was ever done, or ever had effects of any kind. That no reproach he laid upon his heart was ever justified, and no attack can ever touch him with the poisoned and relentless sting of fear. Attest his innocence and not his guilt. Your healing is his comfort and his health, because it proves illusions are not true. 7. It is not will for life, but wish for death that is the motivation for this world. Its only purpose is to prove guilt real. No worldly thought or act or feeling has a motivation other than this one. These are the witnesses that are called forth to be believed and lend conviction to the system they speak for and represent. And each has many voices, speaking to your brother and yourself in different tongues. And yet to both the message is the same, Adornment of the body seeks to show how lovely are the witnesses for guilt. Concerns about the body demonstrate how frail and vulnerable is your life. How easily destroyed is what you love. Depression speaks of death and vanity of real concern with anything at all. The strongest witness to futility, which bolsters all the rest, and helps them paint the picture in which sin is justified. Is sickness in whatever form it takes.
0: Thank you, Robin Murray. And Sondra.
6: LeMoyne, I have to leave the call for a little while. I hope to be back by the time if I need it again to read.
0: Okay. Okay, thank you. you. Thank you, Lana. And Sandra, would you read uh, 7 and 8?
4: Sure. 7. It is not will for life, but wish for death that is the motivation for this world. Its only purpose is to prove guilt real. No worldly thought, or act, or feeling has a motivation other than this one. These are the witnesses that are called forth to be believed and lend conviction to the system they speak for and represent. And each has many voices speaking to your brother and yourself in different tongues. And yet, to both, the message is the same. Adornment of the body seeks to show how lovely are the witnesses for guilt. Concerns about the body demonstrate how frail and vulnerable is your life. How easily destroyed is what you love. Depression speaks of death and vanity of real concern with anything at all. The strongest witness to frutality, to frutality, which bolsters all the rest, and helps them paint the picture in which sin is justified, is sickness in whatever form it takes. Eight, the sick have reason for each one of their unnatural desires and strange needs. For who could live a life so soon cut short and not esteem the worth of passing joys? What pleasures could there be that that will endure are not the frail entitled to believe that every stolen scrap of pleasure in their righteous payment sorry, is their righteous payment for their little lives their death will pay the price for all of them if they enjoy their benefits or not the end of life must come whatever way that life is spent And so take pleasure in the quickly passing and ephemeral.
0: Thank you, Sandra. And is there a new reader for eight and nine?
1: I'm ready. Thank you,
0: Lemoyne. Okay. Go ahead, Judy. Go ahead, Judy. Okay.
2: Thank you. The sick have reason for each one of their unnatural desires and strange needs. For who could live a life so soon cut short and not esteem the worth of passing joys? What pleasures could there be that will endure? And not the frail are not the frail entitled to believe that every stolen scrap of pleasure. Is there righteous payment for their little lives? Their death will pay the price for all of them if they enjoy their benefits or not. The end of life must come whatever way that life be spent. And so take pleasure in the quickly passing and ephemeral. These are not sins, but witness unto the strange beliefs that sin and death are real and innocence and sin will end alike with the termination of the grave if this were true there would be reason to remain content to seek for passing joys, and cherish little pleasures where you can yet in this picture Is the body not perceived as neutral and without a goal inherent in itself? For it becomes the symbol of reproach, the sign of guilt, whose consequences still are there to see, so that the cause can never be denied.
0: Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 9 and 10? Another new reader? Okay, uh, back to you, Lori. Uh,
1: Oh, 9. using the word thus, he says, these are not sins. But witnesses under the strange belief that sin and death are real and innocence and sin will end alike within the termination of the grave if this were true there would be a reason to remain content to seek for passing joys and cherish little pleasures where he can yet in this picture is the body not perceived as neutral and without a goal and in itself for it becomes the symbol of reproach, the sign of guilt whose consequences still are there to see so that the cause can never be denied. 10. Your function is to prove to your brother that sin can have no cause. How futile must it be to see yourself a picture of the proof that what your function is can never be The Holy Spirit's picture changes not the body into something it is not, it only takes away from it all signs of accusation and of blamefulness. Pictured without a purpose, it is seen as neither sick nor well, nor bad nor good. No grounds are offered that it may be judged in any way at all. It has no life, but neither is it dead. stands apart from all experiences of fear or love for now it witnesses to nothing yet its purpose being open and the mind made free again to choose what it is for now it is not condemned but waiting for a purpose to be given that it may fulfill the function that it will receive
0: Thank you, Laurie and Jennifer.
3: Your function is to prove to your brother sin can have no cause. How futile must it be to see yourself a picture of the proof that what your function is can never be. The Holy Spirit's picture changed not changes not the body into something it is not. It only takes away from it all signs of accusation and of, and of blamefulness. Pictured without a purpose, it is seen as neither sick nor well, nor bad nor good. No grounds are offered that it may be judged in any way at all. It has no life but neither is it dead, it stands apart from all experience of fear or love, for now it witnesses to nothing yet, its purpose being open and the mind made free again to choose what it is for. Now is it not condemned, but waiting for a purpose to be given that it may fulfill the function that it will receive. 11. Into this empty space from which the goal of sin has been removed is heaven free to be remembered. Here its peace can come and, and perfect healing take the place of death. The body can become a sign of life, a promise of redemption and a breath of immortality to those grown sick of breathing in the, in the fetid scent of death. Let it have healing as its purpose. Then will it send forth the message it receives and by its health and loveliness proclaim the truth and value that it represents. Let it receive the power to represent an endless life forever, forever on attack. And to your brother and sister, let its message be. Quote unquote, Behold me, brother and sister. By your hand I live.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. And Jessica?
5: Eleven. Into this empty space from which the goal of sin has been removed is heaven free to be remembered. Here its peace can come and perfect healing take the place of death. The body can become a sign of life, a promise of redemption, and a breath of immortality to those grown sick of breathing in the fetid scent of death. Let it have healing as its purpose. Then will it send forth the message it received and by its health and loveliness proclaim the truth and value that it represents. Let it receive the power to represent an endless life forever unattacked. And to your brother, let its message be, Behold me, brother, at your hand I live. The simple way to let this be achieved is merely this, to let the body have no purpose from the past when you were sure you knew its purpose was to foster guilt. For this insists your crippled picture is A lasting sign of what it represents. This leaves no space in which a different view, another purpose can be given it. You do not know its purpose. You but gave illusions of a purpose to a thing you made to hide your function from yourself. This thing without a purpose cannot hide the function that the Holy Spirit gave. Let, then, its purpose and your function both be reconciled at last and seen as one.
0: Thank you, Jessica and Fran.
1: Twelve. The simple way to let this be achieved is merely this, to let the body have no purpose from the past when you were sure you knew its purpose was to foster guilt. For this insists your crippled picture is a lasting sign of what it represents. This leaves no space in which a different view, another purpose, can be given it. You do not know its purpose. You but gave illusions of a purpose to a thing you made to hide your function from yourself. This thing Without a purpose, cannot hide the function that the Holy Spirit gave. Let then its purpose and your function both be reconciled at last and seen as one.
0: Thank you, Brian. And that seems a really great lead into the lesson for the day. Would you continue, Fran? I have to give. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. And uh, I ask everyone to continue to give your attention to Fran as she leads us in the lesson for the day. Thank you, Fran.
1: Thank you. Thank you always. Hi, everybody. We are still in the second part of the workbook. The theme one is What is the Holy Spirit? And today's lesson is lesson 285. My holiness shines bright and clear today. So I shall read some from What is the Holy Spirit, and then we'll go to our lesson and do our five minute meditation. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth. As he must bridge the gap between reality and dreams, perception leads to knowledge through the grace that God has given him to be his gift to everyone who turns to him for truth. The goal of the Holy Spirit's teaching thus is just this end of dreams, for sights and sounds must be translated from the witnesses of fear to those of love the Holy Spirit understands the means you made by which you would attain what is forever unattainable. And if you offer them to Him, He will employ the means you made for exile to restore your mind to where it truly is at home. From knowledge where He has been placed by God, the Holy Spirit calls to you to let forgiveness rest upon your dreams and be restored To sanity and peace of mind. Accept your Father's gift. It is a call from love to love, that it be but itself. The Holy Spirit is His gift by which the quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. We'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 285 My holiness shines bright and clear today. Today I wake with joy, expecting but the happy things of God to come to me. I ask but them to come and realize my invitation will be answered by the thoughts to which they have been sent by me. And I will ask for only joyous things, the instant I accept my holiness. For what would be the use of pain to me? What purpose? would my suffering fulfill? And how would grief and loss avail me? If insanity departs from me today and I accept my holiness instead. Father, my holiness is yours. Let me rejoice in it and through forgiveness be restored to sanity. Your son is still as you created him. My holiness is part of me and also part of you. And what can alter holiness itself? Lesson 285 My Holiness shines bright and clear today. Five minutes. Lesson 285, my holiness shines bright and clear today. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thanks, Fran. Welcome.
0: What a good one. Amen. Mm.
1: I love that first line when he says, Today I wake with joy, expecting but the happy things of God to come to me. Wow. Thank you, God.
3: Wow. Thanks, God.
4: Good morning. This is Sandra, and I, I love that you that you focused on that. Fran, today I wake with joy, expecting but the happy things of God to come to me. Because I have that option. That's an option for me. <laughs> That's a choice. I can do that. And all I can think of to say is, when one door shuts, and and I've had a few doors shut. <laughs> In these past few years. Another door opens because God loves me. When one door shuts because, because maybe another is misperceiving who I am and thinking that I'm guilty about something, you know, I have nothing to be guilty about. Nobody does here. We've all been programmed with faulty programming. We don't need to feel guilty. We're innocent. And when I can extend that, even to those who perceive me not in the way that I perceive myself or the way that God perceives me, and I can just forgive them and I don't have to hang out with them because they gotta, if they're going to perceive me the way God perceives me, they've got to do their work just like I've got to do my work in order to perceive my brother the way God perceives them that you know cuz i've been programmed to see separation so i got to do that work and it and the, the what it looks like is a lot whole lot of forgiveness and a whole lot of seeing innocence in in the ones that i love because those are the ones who are misperceiving me so just seeing their innocence and not getting in the arena with them to try to make them wrong me right me wrong them it doesn't matter it's all innocent, we're all innocent. I'm complete. I love that Sandra. Thank you. yeah, Thats innocent. a
1: lot of work right there. Thank you, Sandra.
2: Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Sandra.
4: Thank you, Sandra. And I just would just add that I'm so grateful for those who misperceive me <laughs> because they, they make me expand. Expand my awareness to know that there's there's other options, there's other possibilities and places for me to extend the love of God where it will be accepted and appreciated. I'm complete. Good point.
3: Yeah. The other thing, too. This is Jennifer. Um, thank you, Sandra. Is I don't have to wait for anybody to do their work. I can, I can just um, be happy that I'm doing the work, my work, at my own pace, and everything. Is so I'm finding it just comes together beautifully, so that I, I'm just really tickled that I I can just let go and do my work.
4: Beautiful share.
1: Thank you, Jennifer.
3: Because Jennifer, again, I just thought, um, you know, we have a desire, like desire can be a, like a tool for something. And then you find yourself at some point not even desiring that because you're immersed in being the better you, uh, what feels good as you do, your, as you, you know, do your, at your own pace, your own work connecting your heart and mind. And these people that are difficult or really struggling or crying out for, for love, and, um, you know, you start to, because, you're in, because I'm in my heart, I start to have compassion. And then at some point, there's just the slate is clean, like you were talking about, for both of you. And uh it's fun to watch that. <laughs> the person's face like looks like, "Oh no, there she is and then and then there's just peace, just it's just was a fleeting thought, and uh where where it always was underneath
2: Hey guys, welcome to my movie. my dream (laughs) oh, this is big stuff Um, you know, behold the great projection that we are the light, the mind um, the light, the bright light of holiness of the holiness of the the Son of God himself Um, that's projecting this dream projecting this dream of being in a body of being in the world you know, that the, the the body is a sensorial um, perception, instrument of perception, and, and that, you know, the world is pro- pro- propaganda for itself, and every thought in the world, you know, that we think is, or believe is true about it, is false, that it is not real, it's a dream. This is really big stuff they're talking about here, and, you know, that... It's not about improving the body or healing the body from sickness or being a better person in a body. It's about waking up from the dream that I am a body, that I am purely mind, a co creator with God, and that we're projecting this as a a virtual reality, that it's not real. It's a dream, it's a movie. And we are the projectors of it. So, um, you know, first and foremost, I have to recognize that all sin and sickness is in my mind. And that, that I am projecting it outside of me. And when I no longer have any need to attack anything or anybody or fight it or be in, in opposition to it, what I see in the world, what I perceive in the world, when I cease fighting anything or anybody with total and complete forgiveness and, and, and the, the knowledge that it's just a dream, that this is not real, it's not really happening, then it will disappear from my eyes and I will see the real world, the forgiven world, the world without sin, without guilt, my sin my belief in sin, my belief in guilt projected upon it. And this is what the innocent look upon when I've accepted and recognized my own pure perfection and innocence. That's all all that I can see. I no longer look on it and believe it to be true. I simply don't see it anymore. And that's it's, it, it, you have to be it to know it, to be the innocence, to be the holiness. And that's where these end-of-the-book end, end, end of the book lessons are taking me again and again and again, that my purpose, joined with the Holy Spirit and the Christ consciousness in me, sees only the truth and nothing but the truth, that salvation, my salvation, is let go letting go of the belief in the dream that it's not true, and seeing the truth, the awareness of the truth in me sees the awareness of the truth in you that you're not who you think you are, you're not who you believe you are. I know you as myself, the one united in 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 its perfection in its capital perfection in its capital, state of grace, the unity of the mind that's projecting a dream and does it know, it's projection, it's all projection. Perception is projection. And something that came to me this morning, I'll close with this, that when I recognize my innocence, that I see it to rejoice, And I rejoice in seeing it. And this is the law that perception holds. I I see what I want to believe. I see what I want to know as the truth. I believe it in myself, so I want to see it in you. And I see it there because I want to see it there. And I believe it because I see it there. The law of perception. I rejoice in what I see So the joy and the peace, I'm looking to see it. I want to see it. And I see it because I want to see it. And it's there because it is the truth. Amen. Great reading today. Thank you all. I'm complete.
1: Thank you. Great share. Thank you, Judy.
5: Thank you, Judy.
2: Oh one last thing about re- returning effect to cause that the mind is the cause of all of it and that that's where I accept the responsibility for the, the means the means if, I'm, if I really want to be happy, if I really want to be joy, joyful, if I really want to be free of pain, sin, sickness, suffering and death if I want to be free, and I want the truth, that I'm going to use the means that God gave me to reach the aim, my goal. My goal is holiness. My aim is holiness. And He's given me the means already, the Holy Spirit, the holy instant, the holy relationship, forgiveness. Forgiveness is my one purpose here and that my one function my one function, bringing me to my one, one, my one purpose, being holiness itself. So the means and the purpose and, and, and the function, it, it's all one and the same. The means and the end are the same. So it's all a big wrap. <laughs> it's the end game. <laughs> Thanks. Now I'm complete. <laughs>
1: Thanks Judy.
4: Thanks, Jude. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Judy.
2: I really feel like I have a lot to share about this pain body today, but I'd really love to hear some. Uh, I'd Love to hear you all share something, please. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it does. This is Lemoyne. It does seem to be the point is to recognize that. That. <laughs> yeah, the fullness of the statement. Not that long ago in the text, that the mind that thinks it is a body is sick indeed, and uh, and the sickness there is to make our being contingent upon form, which is um, not e- not eternal, not not necessarily reliable at risk in the, in a world of form and so it you know it is i just keep wanting to turn to this <laughs> that you know it's the questions the world asks that are propaganda for itself you know the text talks of shadow figures the shadow figures are not the not the are actual brothers and sisters in all of life and even the you know, whatever, the tiger sharks and grizzly bears, but the, what we have them mean in projecting fear upon them, those are the shadow figures that interfere with a view of life that it is all one and it all is is holy and if it's purpose if it has a purpose is it that it's in the, in the way we think of purpose within the world that its purpose would be our healing and our acceptance of it. You know, this is... A, I, I like to think of the world as a sandbox, right? It's made up of tiny little atoms which are almost indestructible, though we found ways to bash them into their constituent energy um that it's intended to be perfectly safe and you know it's us that takes the iron atoms and collects them and pounds them into sword or into plows you know they we can do what we will with it and the emphasis on fear will only lead us to more fear but uh the focus on love, and the recognition that it's all a gift, and accepting it in gratitude will release us to let our holiness shine bright and clear today. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Hey, Thanks, morning.
1: Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank that you, LeMoyne.
5: Hey, okay, thanks. That's,
2: That's good. That line about you said about the mind that thinks that it is a body that can be sick, it's sick indeed, has really been something I've been working on. Thank you, LeMoyne.
4: Yeah, I loved your focus on today. Do it today. It's like, it's it's about being in the present moment, in in gratitude for what is, and uh, not focusing on what isn't. I'm complete.
3: This is Jennifer. You know, I spent decades decades trapped in the in the, in this body of mine, which i was trapped under well, i'm sure much, many of you understand guilt shame a ton of anger explosive anger and now i'm coming to find in my healing <clears throat> as i've let a lot of this go and i continue to release it in a moment to moment you know gratitude space you know my body is is healed and i continue to heal myself uh, my mind and now my body is a, a place of loveliness and love as i can and i continue to um uh remember that and if i go into pain of some kind i ask myself what's the belief here I And mean, what a luxury i get to ask myself What's the belief here that is holding this pain in my body? And Lord, how can I help you help me release this so I can come back into present time with more love? And, and um, so the body now has become a, a sensory of, of joy and peace opposed to, oh, crap, i got to be here again. I'm go get a large cup of coffee and I'm just going to tune out and I'm going to listen, you know, I'm tuning into all the pain and that was my, the suffering and this whole, everything we're reading about, I was, you know, the, the spinning that record of, um, shame and condemned and oh my lordy pants. So, but now today, um, you know i'm grounding in the truth about myself and i find now that in certain situations my fear that i was covering up all those years is that i am already uh, accomplished i'm already love joy and peace so my my function is not about who i am in the world or that my body feels amazing or, or carrying some pain that I'm releasing <clears throat> back to God. It's my function is to remember that I am peace and joy. And that is that is always captured or remembered in the moment. And in that moment it is felt in in my chest, which is the energetic heart. My body is solely a tool, a highly sensitive one, I might say. I've been gifted a really I love this body. It really is very sensitive. So um, more and more, I love it. <laughs> so um, uh, that's it. I'm complete. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Nice.
2: really
1: perfect, Jennifer.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> I was, really glad you ended up reading 11 if you let it let yeah, it the body let the body have healing as its purpose as uh, you doing that every day <laughs> and uh, sending forth the message so yeah thanks glad that happened
3: you you're welcome you know what you guys uh, when you when you when you get, when you're ready, you're going to be it.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: you already are it. But um, I can say I am living paragraph 11 today, yesterday, and being on these calls. And when I visit, you know, some grim something that's painful, I quickly, more and more quickly go back to paragraph 11 and experiencing that state. So I'm just, I'm here, Uh, you're holding my hand and I'm holding yours and we're we're all equal and together on this. So, I love you guys.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, let's go have some fun. Good morning everyone. Uh, go ahead. No,
3: no, I pass. Go ahead, Lori.
1: Um, well, my holiness shines bright and clear today. I was looking at um at review lesson 58, which is especially precious to me my holiness blesses the world the perception of my holiness does not bless me alone everyone and everything I see in its light shares in the joy it brings to me there is nothing that is apart from this joy because there's nothing that does not share my holiness nothing that does not share my holiness as I recognize my holiness so does the holiness of the world shine forth for everyone to see. Um, on, my, on my notebook, I wrote that the picture of crucifixion, this second section, is an unconscious attack on the body, body to make me a victim picture of crucifixion is an unconscious attack on the body to make me a victim and then demonstrate my victimhood to the world and if I do that it will be impossible for me not to feel the need to hold someone responsible for that which is rather um, the antithesis of forgiveness right the opposite of it you're responsible for my suffering behold me brother at your hand I die and none of this is done consciously and um, and and turning that around is is as simple as he says in paragraph 5 now into hands made gentle by his touch the Holy Spirit lays a picture of a different you a different you this one has never been used for attack or pain but witnesses that you can't be hurt and paints a picture to you of his innocence and yours but this is the gift of the holy instant you know um holy instant asked me to come come without awareness of the body for just a minute and for just a moment hold in my mind no future and no past this body has no past this body has no future into this empty place let me receive the truth he says the separation wasn't a loss of perfection not a loss of perfection but a loss of communication and here's the thing about this communication when when I'm in touch with capital P presence when I hold capital P presence in my awareness uh, there is there is nothing else to be had it's everything it's the abundance it's it's the everything and with that he says who with the love of God in him could find the choice between miracles and murder hard to make and and so this idea in paragraph three says if I use the body for pain and deprivation and unfairness it's a failure on my part it's a failure on my part to receive and accept when I receive God's loving gaze just like in that beautiful piece from Richard Rohr this morning when I allow God's loving gaze to rest on me and return that gaze and share this mind of the atonement, the atonement of Christ, the made right, everything is made right in this relationship between the Father and the Son. When that's in my awareness, I can only be a blessing. So my responsibility is to hold that in my awareness, you know. Um, This has been hard learning uh, for me, very hard learning, uh, because because I got sick I got really definitely sick after that holy instant and I thought I've lost my ability I've lost my ability to do the one thing I knew how to do really well and that's how to love and heal I thought I lost it and um I didn't understand what love and heal was at that point I didn't understand that I thought now I'm a victim now my body is a victim of this diagnosis and from here on out I'll have to um, count on my wits and while uh, to make a life that's worthy of what I thought my purpose was but it doesn't work like that doesn't work like that at all It, it Works by accepting and receiving the abundance of presence, regardless of the state the body's in. And and once, once, um, once I recognize that, it's like he says in today's lesson. My holiness shines bright and clear today. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing a thing. I'm just letting truth be true. That's all it talks about in the manual for teachers that there there is a power that is within you but not of you in the section they have come um, I'm given to realize that this body is a living temple It's, it's not something for me to use as I see fit with my separate will but rather it's Host is host to God, the memory of God in the face of Christ, who with the love of God in them, could find the choice between miracles and murder hard to make and and over and over in these last twenty three years, I've been given an opportunity to realize that um Holiness does like that, just like in today's lesson. Did you notice did you notice the second sentence? My holiness shines bright and clear today. I wake with joy, expecting but the happy God to come to me. They're already saved. I ask for them to and realize my invitation will be answered by the thoughts to which they have been sent by me. This shining that he's talking about this shining is what makes of this world the real world. when this shining is in my awareness, there is no shadow that I can cast on it. you see and and then different experiences come to me and through these different experiences of abundance of light of blessing I start to realize that this power is within me but not of me and I do, I learn how to get out of the way of that simply just get out of the way of that um, I wanted to highlight also paragraph one or, or paragraph five now in hands made gentle by his touch you might recognize that phrase from lesson 166 Um, I am entrusted with the gifts of God when I accept and receive these gifts it's a sacred trust it's a sacred trust this abundance this presence that goes with me wherever I go I walk with God in perfect holiness you know it's it's a present awareness this is how salvation works he says in lesson 156 as you step back the light in you steps forward all I need to do is not interfere with that by judgment and by uh, the desire to manifest victimhood by the desire to blame you for my feelings or blame the world, or blame life, or blame God, or blame death, or blame anything. From my experience, the atonement, he says, gives you God. The atonement gives you God, and that's why my holiness blesses the world. It's because I'm no longer in a state of deprivation, no matter what the body's going through. And that's why paragraph 11 is so precious. It says, "Now is the body sanctified, and I can be grateful that I can be the means to serve His end." This is why This is why he says, "You who belong to first cause, first cause. source. you who belong to love, are more than merely guiltless. This state alone must you achieve with God beside you. For until you achieve this state, you won't realize he's already within you. When I can accept that God is cause, and I can receive that abundance, what left is there to do? You know, the Holy Spirit's purpose is to make the awareness of my guest known to me. The face of Christ and the memory of God. What else is left to do? it's all been done and now now I can be grateful to let this body serve his purpose I can be the means I can be the means of blessing isn't that phenomenal I mean who with the with the love of God and his awareness could find the choice between miracles and murder hard to make if I have everything just like he says the soul has and is everything if I have everything that I only have only have one desire to share what's been given me and now after 23 years I realize I can do that not by anything I do but simply by raising that umbrella that I'm given that umbrella of holiness When I accept the atonement for myself, I've accepted it for the world. I've accepted it for my brothers. I've accepted Christ's atonement. Now I have no need, no need at all, no need at all, except to extend the love of God. And I'll get caught, I'll get hung up, just just last night, yeah, you know, my sister called me with somebody who's who's been um, demanding money of her uh, unjustly and and I wanted to own oh my gosh you know that's just terrible but you know what her holiness shines bright and clear today she has the abundance of Christ and love you know we think oh money is the way I share you know no You know, if I get confused between love and money, I'm going to get confused about my abundance, and I'm going to get confused about what's the idea of holiness, and how does it shine. No. He says, you can't give anything but love to anyone, nor can you really receive anything but love from anyone. My job then is to Realize I'm entrusted with the gifts of God. Not it's not money, it's not uh, health, it's not some form of you know whatever. It's like you say, Jennifer, I'm the joy and peace and love of God. And if I try to share guilt if I try to share the idea of sacrifice, uh I'm going to get terribly confused about who I am and I'll be blind to the world, the real world the Father wants me to know and love. I'll be blind to creation, I'll be blind to everything. And I'll lose awareness of the memory of God in the face of Christ. That's why that's why my function is to show this to your brother it's as simple as happiness (laughs) happiness is my function my function and my happiness are one God gave both to me Um, he wants me to know and accept this abundance that we're entrusted with We're not strangers walking upon some dusty road with bleeding feet. The touch of Christ, in lesson 166, the touch of Christ has made you like himself. My holiness blesses. My holiness shines bright and clear today. I'm complete. And
3: well, thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks. That was great. Thank you. You know, Lori, your share today, I just was totally reminded of my sinlessness in a way that I didn't even know I needed to hear it. You You conveyed your message today to all of us in a way that I felt like I I'm in heaven standing on earth. I'm I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful,
1: thank you. Oh bless you, Jennifer. Thank you.
3: This is Jennifer. I also want to say to you, Lori and everybody here that experience I just had of holiness, feeling my holiness, and 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 Lori's. Well, it was it was with everybody on this call. So it's it was a combination of all of our listening and energy that I was able to experience that. So I think everybody here.
1: Thank you, Jennifer.
2: Thank you, Jennifer. have you know, something that you said yesterday, Laura, about, um, you know, this this blame and accusation or feeling like we've done something wrong, that um, this... this dream that we're a body, that we're, um, you know, that it's some kind of self-improvement program is, is um, a mistake in our self-appraisal, that who we are as our capital self is already perfect, it's already accomplished, it's already innocent and, and never has sinned, that nothing that we perceive in the world Nothing that we perceive ourselves as hearing or saying or doing has anything to do with the truth of who we are that it is a dream, and that to 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 to, to know and to understand that is to realize that we 're the dreamer of the dream, and that there 's nothing and that 's what makes judgment so totally in a, An impossibility because we can't judge who we are in truth, that we are not images, that we are not personal self concepts, doing personal things or saying personal things or having personal thoughts. That's not our reality with a capital R. And so forgiveness being the final illusion that we need forgiveness at all because we don't, because we can't change what's changeless about our capital self, that we are one mind united in a state of perfect grace, that we're swimming in a sea of grace, unalterable, unchangeable, and that all the effects in the world can't make us into a victim unless we say so nothing is a problem unless i say so because i'm giving credence i'm giving belief in what is unbelievable it's the arrogance of the ego that says i'm a body and in the dream and that it's real and this is what the courts describes as faithlessness and to have complete and perfect trust and faith in god And my reality is he created me that I am purely mind in the service of the spirit of love that I am love itself. That is my true beingness. And being only peace and being only joy and being only happiness is my expression, a knowing expression of who I am in truth. And if I'm going to be at war with myself in conflict with that self, that is where my healing needs to be, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, that I give all my thoughts, all my, all my feelings, my whole mind, body, and soul to God. I commend my spirit unto God and say, take this from me. I know not who I am. I know not what I'm doing. I know not where I'm going. And this is, this is really big stuff. You know, it's, you know, the lesson from yesterday in practicing. Every time I feel a twinge of pain, you know, this is not God's will for me. God's will for me is perfect happiness. The slightest frown, the slightest um, sign of weariness, you know, all these need not be. I need not be discouraged. I need not be afraid. I need not be disheartened or they're all despiriting myself. I'm separating myself from the truth of who I am. By one single thought, I can separate myself from that communication link that connects me with everything, connects me to heaven. Heaven is, is the restoration of my mind to the wholeness and completion that I am. So one single thought can remove me from that and put me in hell. And back in the dream. So this is really big stuff. And um, the practicing, the discipline, you know, it it speaks of a little willingness in the beginning of the course. But in the manual for teachers, for really serious students of the course, it says we need abundant willingness. If we're going to be teachers, if we're really going to be teachers and masteries of love over fear. We need abundant willingness. And I want to give all of myself to that today. So be it. I'm complete.
1: My man, Judy. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Judy. I, this is Sandra, and I just want to focus in on uh, on your share, Jude, and also on Jennifer, because what I was getting was the the need to see the equanimity in it all, that whether we're, we're learning something because we're being a student or whether we're teaching something because we're being the teacher, it, it, you know, it's just like innocence. If I don't the innocence in myself or in my brother I'm not going to you know it's just not going to it's not going to work so there's, there's equanimity <laughs> in all of us um, whether we're teaching or receive, giving or receiving giving and receiving are one which is again the equanimity and, and, and really my true giving is, is directly from my relationship with God You know, I don't know how to give, but this teaches me. The best gift I can give to my brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and children and grandchildren and everybody is the truth of who they are and see their innocence and not judge. So easy to judge. It's such a habit. But when I see that equanimity, that we're all in this together... We've all been programmed wrongly. We're all innocent, and, and it, it, it was a mistake. That's all. And we, the thing is, when it's a mistake, it's not a sin. But so we can, we are responsible. For, I am responsible for the correction within myself. Only I can do it. Nothing from outside me is going to do do this work. <laughs> I got to take total responsibility for how I am experiencing this world that we live in. And, um, you know, issues come up. I just talked to the Army Corps of Engineers because they're spraying stuff on the reservoir that's poisonous and poisoning the river. I talked to them about it. You know, I said my piece, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is, except that we all wake up I'm complete.
1: Oh, that's that's awesome, Sandra. Really, I think excellent. it's Meister Eckhart who said the greatest gift you can give the world is your own healing. And um, and I think that's the point of all of this. So, thank you.
3: Thank Thank you, Sandra, and everybody. Um, this is Jen again. And I want to share a real quick experience in this regard of healing, and when my mom came, she had said to me um when she' had left we were talking on the phone, she says, "Gosh, it was just so easy to be around you and um and it just it's just was so nice and you know in the past, I could have talked." took that as an ego shot like oh man she's attacking me but because I've been committed little by little this has been 12 years working on recognizing the ego that I was I was listening to and now my willingness is growing more and more each day but I started off kicking and screaming like who the hell are you to tell me that I can't that I shouldn't do this or I, I shouldn't be thinking this way or oh, and I was a hot mess <clears throat> and today uh, you know I'm healed and um, and I continue to heal as things surface and to have her say that gosh it's just so much easier I thought yeah yeah I was more myself around my mother, and everybody that I'm around today. I am now, now here. I'm not hiding behind all this pain. And as evidence, you can see that on my body in comparison to who I was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago and in my process of coming back to love who I am. Um, and I wanted to say, too, that who I, how I'm expressing who I really am today has been a progression of learning what do I like to do practices that bring me back to the middle, who I really am. So I do things like I write, I write in a certain way, it helps bring in uh, the true me kinesthetically. Um, I uh, and I, I meditate more and more. I show up on these calls. I exercise. I eat pretty doggone healthy, <laughs> um, and and I turn negative thoughts now into flowers and butterflies in my garden in my mind. I, I go, oh, there's a negative thought. There's a judgment of myself or another. And I go, okay, 12 seconds, Ken. I want you to think of something really positive and then let it go. Instead of, so I'll think of my dog. I'll think about my relationship with, with you all on these calls. You know, I'll think about all the positives. Oh, I get to go run up and down the stairs. Well, not run, but walk. Um, so I get to go to work. So, <clears throat> and it's all anchored in my heart, mind connection energetically which I can feel in my body because I am grounded. And, and, and now my body is a gift instead of a hell. I'm complete.
1: Oh, that's really marvelous, Jennifer. Thank you.
2: There's something, Sandra, you shared. Um, hold on that equanimity that God has given himself equally and evenly throughout the kingdom. And the test of truth is that I'm equally and evenly at peace with everything within the kingdom and and that application, you know, in every situation, every circumstance. And um, that's within and without that. There is nothing within me nor outside of me that um, does not exist within my own experience of myself. You know, that it's all a part of me. Everything is a part of me. And in my holy relationship to it, I'm, if I'm at peace with it, then I can see through the eyes of Christ. I can see how everything has its place and its time. In time and space, you know, so that the relativity thing is, and and the presence, the capital presence, is in my awareness. And, um, the, um, but what, we'll, we'll, the, um, I wanted to, to talk, um, about the, um, i don't I forgot it's escaped me, so I'll just stop there. Thank you
1: Thank you, Judy.
2: I remember now, Lori, because you were the one that tripped it um, about the body and my um, practicing with my body being in pain a lot. That it, you know, the mastery of love for me, um, it's not invested in outcomes. It doesn't have an agenda. That love is the purpose and the function for itself. That it, it, it doesn't have um, a script. You know that. And the script for the ego, the fearful dream that we're dreaming, it's a fearful dream. It's a dream of sin, sickness, suffering, and death, of bodies, and temporaneous changes, and loss, and gain, and sacrifice. And to look at the whole of the dream and to see that our, my practicing and loving and forgiving it all that um, I am the changeless, I am the knower, I am the awareness of it, and that everything points back to that, the capital that, that I am, that I am, that I am the sun. the totality of the creation. And in the text it speaks of this, the um, sacrifice of the totality of it by having, you know, a personal... um, interpretation or a personal judgment, personal um, 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 point of view from the ego. It's a personal point of view. And the, the difference between that and having the awareness of the totality of the pre- and the awareness of the capital presence in my, you know, I am the holy dwelling place for that holiness itself which shines brightly on everything i see and it is an experiential kind of thing that where everything's in, included in it and nothing is excluded in it and there are no lines or forms borders or distinctions to it it's just one big light shining and um its own brightness from its own bright brightness um but that You know, Judy's Judy's being in pain um, is really inconsequential. My happiness and joy and peace are not contingent on the state or condition of anything that my body is feeling, my emotions are feeling, my mind is thinking. I'm the knower of that. Judy is merely a projection from the one mind, the one thought. The oneself and 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 to step back and Lori you speak so beauty beautifully of it today that you know stepping back and um, you know from the investment of valuing Judy as a body or anything Judy particularly values in the world as being more special or um, less desirable or unwantable or stuff she wants to reject that that you know all that doesn't have anything to do with holiness itself it's holiness itself doesn't even see any of that part of it being part and partial has nothing to do with holiness or love or justice it's totally impartial totally impersonal (laughs) it's a big diff thank you i'm complete thank you so much laurie
1: Thank you, Judy.
0: drifting again in a good way. And uh yeah, we're past the usual time of,
4: of the nominal
0: time, I'll say, for ending the call. And so um yeah, I'm let me see if I can Pull out. Yeah, let me me just get to, I want to go to the Principles of Miracles and read this little bit, a few short paragraphs. The physical, this is from 50, end of 51, and I'll read Principle 52 the physical world exists only because man can use it to correct his
4: unbelief
0: which placed him in it originally he can never control the effects of fear himself because he made fear and believes in what he made in attitude then though not in content he resembles his own creator who has perfect faith in his creation because he created them. Belief in a creation produces its existence. That is why a man can believe in what no one else thinks is true. It is true for him because it was made by him. Every aspect of fear proceeds from upside down perception. The more truly creative devote their efforts to correcting perceptual distortion. The neurotic devotes his to compromise. The psychotic tries to escape by establishing the certain truth of his own error. It is most difficult to free him by ordinary means because he is more consistent in his own denial of truth. The miracle, however, makes no distinction. It corrects errors because they are errors. Thus, the next point to remember about miracles is, the miracle makes no distinction among degrees of misperception. It is a device for perception correction, effective quite apart from either the degree or the direction of the error. This is its true indiscriminateness. And one more sentence here. Christ-controlled miracles are selective only in the sense they are directed towards those who can use them for themselves. Since this makes it inevitable that they will extend them to others, a strong chain of atonement is welded. Okay, i am got to read the paragraph now. However, Christ's control takes no account at all of the magnitude of the miracle itself because the concept of size exists in a plane itself that is itself unreal. Since the miracle aims at restoring the awareness of reality or holiness, it would hardly be useful if it were bound by the laws which govern the error It aims to correct. Only man makes this kind of mistake. It is an example of the foolish consistency which his own false beliefs have engendered. And I'll finish 52. The power and strength of man's creative will must be understood before the real meaning of denial can be appreciated and relinquished. It is not mere negation. It is a positive miscreation. While the miscreation is necessarily believed in by its maker, it does not exist at all on the level of true creation. So I will, I will stop there. <laughs> it's not necessarily, necessary to deny the mindlessness Protects and mindful. And uh, Lori, I'll ask you if you have a, a, a closing you'd like to offer before I end the recording.
1: Um, I do, and I even have it open on my on my screen. Thank God. Um, this little prayer. It's a healing prayer, and I think it's so beautiful for. Uh, Letting my body be the means to serve God's end in holiness is an old prayer from James Finley. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of the desire to be ever more clear in our awareness of your intimacy with us. That's sustaining us breath by breath by breath. We thank you for this. We thank you for the desire not to break the bread of that consciousness with you as we go through the day facing what we need to face walking what we need to walk through we are interiorly moved by your grace to reach out and touch the hurting places with love that the suffering might dissolve in love and to continue touching the hurting places with love until only love is left and to be patient with this and to be childlike and to be open and faithful to this mysterious process in which we incarnate your healing presence in the midst of our lives and we ask for this in the name of ourself, the christ amen amen
2: amen thank you james (laughs) thank you laurie
1: that's letting my body be the means to serve his end to me i thought it was so beautiful and it's the way i can wake with only joyous thoughts upon my mind So, thanks. I'm really glad I had a chance to share that.
0: Well, thank you, Lori, and everyone else that's here now, was here earlier, and that's on. May not come and listen. Um, I'm going to end the recording here, but not the call. We'll carry on for another uh, 40 minutes at least.